Welcome to the NFA podcast. I'm Ononna and I created NFA as a reminder that we all have the potential to live and show up as the highest versions of ourselves. This podcast is dedicated to help you embrace a life filled with diversity of all kinds, heartset, mindset and identity through intuitive actions and mindful inclusivity. I help others express all that they are while embodying all that they want to be so that they can start showing up fully no matter who they're in front of. So welcome. Hi and welcome back to my podcast. This new season will be from an inner voice intuitive perspective. So let's dive right in. I hope that wherever you are, you are keeping well. At the time of recording, it is March 2021 and a year into lockdown in the UK. This year has just brought up so much for so many and I know it's impacted all of our lives in different ways. I first, I just want to hold space and honour whatever you've been personally experiencing, where you are and how you hope to move forward. For me, it's been a hiatus since the last season of this podcast. That last season actually started out as an experiment and I just really enjoyed it. But as our lives evolve, so does our thinking, so does our healing and in turn the way in which we see ourselves and the world around us also changes. So for me, I took some time to process, evolve in myself and recently I felt a nudge to just come back. For me, I've been really tapping into those intuitive nudges to switch on the microphone and just talk to you, to share what I've been experiencing as I process it for myself, knowing deep inside that by sharing, I hold space for other people's perspectives and perhaps it could even offer some comfort for those hearing and listening to my own experiences too. So after that long introduction, what's been going on? Well, much for various reasons, I record this as I continue on a journey of wedding planning, but a wedding that has been postponed due to the pandemic and honestly feels as if it's been going on for a long while now. Again, like I said, I I really want to honour each and every milestone that has been postponed for other people as well because I know that there are so many and each holding huge amounts of significance for all those involved. The amount of heartache, the uncertainty, the countless well-meaning questions from other people along with the twists and the turns. I just want to take a moment to honour it all and I trust or at least I hope that the way in which each one ends up panning out will be in the highest good for all, including my own. That's something I've really been holding on to. So for us, my fiance and our families, it has been a significant milestone. Being from two different backgrounds, British and Indian, Scottish, we had planned it to be a fusion event with inclusive ceremonies and incorporating traditions and various components. For me, I had made it also part of my identity, not 
the typical big Indian wedding, but the transcending of cultures was really important to me. If you know me well, you'll know I believe in souls and that the soul remains eternal. And as we go through different lifetimes, we end up meeting the souls we are closest to in subsequent lives. So for me, this is more about a fusion of two cultures. Also, it was about celebrating the little nuances in our traditions and the surprising similarities between them also, but mostly on a deeper spiritual level, for me it was about the union of two souls which just happened to be in this lifetime born into an Indian and a Scot. So to me this was the opportunity to to really share and openly express that identity that I had shied away from. Those of us navigating dual identities or even multiple identities will maybe understand me when I say I wanted the opportunity to fully express myself, my whole self in front of friends and family, the ones who see me maybe just as one of the following, just Indian, just British, just scientist, just spiritual, because inadvertently I'd not fully expressed myself in front of them before. So on top of everything else that goes into a wedding, the logistics, the politics, the planning meetings and the excited discussions among friends, somehow I'd also made our wedding both a finish line, the end of hiding away parts of myself as well as a beginning. And for those reasons, having the reality of our wedding turn into something so vastly different to what we'd once imagined, envisioned, has felt like a massive blow. Blow after blow to my mind. It's had a really upset voice of, but now no one will truly understand because how could they if if they're not there to witness this full sensory experience that it was meant to be a feeling as though the opportunity to share and celebrate fully who we are as individuals who we are and who we've grown as two families and ultimately who we are as a couple to have that taken away has felt really hard to my mind it's it's had to cope with that along the other feelings of guilt and frustration and disappointment that have come up trying to organise an Indian-Scottish wedding in a global pandemic. Let's just say it has been a tiring few weeks for my mind. And yet, while my mind has been experiencing these tantrums, there's been a part of me that has felt a deep sense of knowing and peace and this duality, I've experienced it before, but it's been a long time since I've felt this duality so strongly and so distinctly. I've always had a strong intuition and I've, I've learned by watching the intuitive people in my life, my grandparents, who definitely intuitive souls and two individuals that I just saw as my own gurus. But last year as well, I became a certified inner voice facilitator with Just Lively and it really deepened this connection I have to my own inner knowing even more so. 
So like all parts of ourselves, the higher consciousness, it remains calm. It remains at the frequency of abundance and love and remains something we each have access to should our minds allow us to. So these last few weeks I've done a bit of soul searching, mostly just to self-soothe my mind and its tantrums that I've had have been occurring hourly, daily, weekly. Some misconceptions around accessing our intuition though, I hear lots of people talk about being intuitive and and falsely thinking that they'll face no resistance from the mind, but I want to tell you right now, this is not the case. There are parts of my life that I find much easier to navigate by following my intuition and my inner voice. But then there are certainly topics that my mind, your mind, will remain stubborn about. For me, it was the various meanings I was giving to the wedding. In my attempt to self-soothe, I ended up doing a bit of soul-searching, but in the form of asking this intuitive part of myself some questions. And I really urge you to try this for yourself if you're ever feeling lost in your mind. A quick tip would be to always trust the first peaceful, subtle voice for your answers. And this is usually because our emotions around a certain topic act as indicators of where we are in our own awareness and consciousness around that topic. It shows us what triggers we might have and what aspects of ourselves and others we can have even more compassion for. So I ended up asking my intuition a lot of questions around why and how and what. Why was it so important? What had I made this mean about my identity and my worth? And the thing is, the answers we each hear will be unique to our own experiences, but slowly for me, the answers unraveled. And I guess I should also say, ultimately, I think we use things and situations and people and life events to have it mean something about ourselves. So the identity we embody from this meaning makes us feel a certain way. For me in this situation, it was the identity of being safe, heard, and seen. And for some reason, this was being taken away from me. Or was it? On a subconscious level, was I really... Was this truly the only opportunity I had to be fully seen and to express fully my whole self? No. The thing that the inner voice within us has is this well of infinite knowledge and I truly believe in the power of it to illuminate answers that just our intellectual brains just wouldn't be able to fathom sometimes. So slowly it became apparent and I guess if you're listening to this you'll all have already have guessed and realised that obviously it wasn't the only opportunity. But the thing is, so often we don't have these realisations until we delve deeper for ourselves to really unmask what's really going on. It's just so easy to pinpoint patterns of the people around us, but it's just so much more difficult and hard for us to spot those for ourselves. But what became apparent for me is that the things I so deeply craved, 
the opportunity to talk to people about my culture, for it to be seen for what it is and the way we wanted to celebrate this meshing of these two worlds and these two traditions, the opportunity to show my whole self, that opportunity is now already. I was already receiving this acceptance already, this being seen and heard and listened to. In the run-up to this most recent decision-making about the wedding, we had both been receiving a lot of messages of support, of inquiry as well, of compassion, and then also suggestions for how to still incorporate these aspects of the celebration to maintain some sort of education. In short, what I really held deeply, the importance of this event, was already being seen and understood through this response of love and compassion from the people around us. Sometimes we learn hard truths through similar experiences over the course of our lives and this this one particular tantrum that my mind was having slowly became to fade as I realised we have to be willing to receive that which we deeply crave. In this instance the help, the love, and the understanding. Through no fault of our own, there may be some sort of conditioning or emotional response or barrier that stops us from openly receiving what we most crave. And yet, when that shift comes, either through an emotional release or rewiring of a subconscious belief, fully feeling and being able to receive what we need can just be so powerful. This wedding, amongst other things, was an opportunity to share parts of myself, but it was never the only one. That opportunity starts now in sharing this, because true embodiment of all that we are, it happens when we share from a place of authentic vulnerability and trust. That had already started for me, I just hadn't realised. It was subtle, friends would voice excitement about particular traditions, but then also confined in me that they didn't want to be culturally inappropriate or rude. Then making efforts to learn all the right names and pronunciation of the different garments and rituals, and also graciously correcting themselves if there were any errors for fear of causing offence. What I realise is that vulnerability results in intimacy because becoming more intimately acquainted for who we truly are unapologetically is the truth. And some of our deepest human needs are to be seen, to be understood and to be appreciated for who we are. Vowing to be seen and to be heard in all that we are. The opportunity wasn't ever going to start from when my fiancé and I got married. That new beginning started the moment I decided it did. The thing is though, when you've been conditioned through generations to sense yourself as a way to fit in, to be accepted and to survive, it feels terrifying. A terrifying act of liberation. And yet, 
reclaiming and healing this expression is also an opportunity. So I'm going to stop there as this has hopefully provided some insight into what's been going on, but mainly to highlight the fact that we can exist in duality, where our conscious minds are having a hard time making sense of a situation that truly feels out of their control, while at the same time being led by the intuition and finding ways to find peaceful resolutions is possible. I want to leave you with some takeaways in case your mind is also currently experiencing some tantrums of its own and you're finding it hard to hear the intuitive, peaceful voice within. So, one, when your mind has its tantrum, allow it to the surface, acknowledge its role in your life. It ultimately just wants to do its job correctly. It just wants to control to keep you safe. So to soothe it, thank it verbally, mentally, energetically. Appreciate its role for you to keep you safe, but then redirect it. One analogy that's really stayed with me from Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic is this, acknowledging the fear because we will most often always experience it but allow it in the car with you. Just don't allow it into the driving seat. Allow it till it's allowed in the car, but it's only allowed in the passenger seat and that you, the higher part of you, is the one that will continue in the driving seat. As well as discussing working with the mind and the inner voice during a pandemic and a wedding, discussing what to do when the mind's having tantrums, are there any other topics you'd be interested in me talking about? If so, you can let me know, get in touch at hello at namastefromononna.com or send me a DM or tag me over on Instagram, I'm at namastefromononna. And if, like me, you're being drawn to identity work, then you might be interested in my one-to-one program, which I'm really excited about and have been developing behind the scenes. It's a combination of deepening the connection with the inner voice, uncovering and releasing conditioned beliefs we may have around the identity, and then using the inner voice to guide the next actionable steps for yourself. If your intuition feels like it's a fit, then hop on over to my website for more details. Until the next time, as always, Namaste from Onon.